Let us pray. Father, we are grateful that we get a chance to celebrate your name. Lead us to you. Father, any distractions, remove them so we may be able to connect with you and you alone during this moment. Use my tongue, whatever ideas you've given me, Lord, use them. But if they do not work in this moment, remove them and give new ones. And at the least, we will be blown away just by the power of your word. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Adults, I want to ask you a a little question. If I could uh, ask you to choose a year in high school, and some of my some of my younger students uh, that are musically inclined might be able to, to join in this. If I could ask you to choose a year in high school between ninth and 12th grade, uh, could you tell me the name of your favorite teacher? All right, you got that teacher in your mind. Okay, so now if you got that teacher in your mind, could you tell me five school lessons that the teacher taught you? What if, what if I gave you the titles of that class. Let's say it's it's algebra and I gave you the the titles of what might have been covered like linear equations or uh, graphs or two variable inequalities. Come, coming back to you? Don't doesn't ring a bell. Let me ask you this. If I if I asked you in that same year to look at the billboard, you know, the music billboard top 100 and tell me which songs you remember. Could you do it? I looked at my senior year, uh, 1996, and uh, all I'm saying is if somebody in the chat say, dang, that was a long time ago, we're going to have some fights, all right? We're going to have some, some issues, all right? This ain't great. This is some lint from, the, from my hat. Um, but 1996, I looked at the billboard, and uh, so many songs came back to mind. So many songs that I could, all I saw was the title, and I could run through the whole song, the hooks, the choruses. Couldn't get that melody. I don't really got all that. But it's crazy the effect that music can have on you. I even remembered some of the places where I was as I sang those songs with some of my friends and with some of my family. Crazy the effect music can have on us. The Lord has an entire book of the Bible. In fact, the largest book in the Bible, 150 chapters, is full of songs. It is full of songs with one goal, and that goal is to worship. The Psalms are songs written by multiple authors, mostly David, uh, who was a king with some serious character blemishes, but a man that had a heart for God. This, this past uh, four or five months since May, we have been digging in the Psalms and we are returning to them. We learned about different types of Psalms, right? We, 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 we learned about uh, the hymns, laments, songs of thanksgiving, confidence, wisdom and divine kingship. It's one of the reasons why we we named our entire series uh, the soundtrack of a godly life, because the Psalms are poetic in nature, created for worship, 
but they cover a wide range of our experience as the people of God. So whatever you're going through, baby, I'm telling you, if you think it's a song out there for you, there's a psalm in God's word for you. And so the Psalms of of Thanksgiving, uh, this author named Furtado says, they functioned as one key component of grateful worship that celebrated the goodness of God in delivering his people when they were in trouble. Psalms. Songs of confidence. Although confident in God's power to save, the poets who wrote the songs of confidence had not yet experienced that salvation at the time of the composition. So it's you in the midst of a trial, and yet you believe God is good, so you're going to write it like he's already overcome. Psalms of confidence. Divine kingship. And that's what we'll be diving into today. A focus on the kingship of God is what holds this category together. God's works of creation, of redemption, of judgment, of his supremacy over any other little gods and over all nations. It is God's universal care for the nation. You get to see a beautiful aspect of his character that puts on display his kingly nature. So today... I ask you to turn to track number 89. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say chapter 89 in the book of Psalms. Chapter 89. Now, there are 51 verses in this chapter. So I'm not going to go through each verse. What I did was pull some of the verses together so that you would get a theme that's expressed in three different segments of chapter 89, book of Psalms. Okay, so read with me Psalms uh, 1 through 4. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord, a masculine of Ethan the Ezraite. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever in the heavens. You will establish your faithfulness. You have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I've sworn to David, my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. It's it's important out the gate for, for us to understand why God communicates his faithfulness as he is talking to his people. Because it is it, it, in this time, in this era, the relationship between the king and any that served under him was all built upon faith. You see, faith allowed you to believe that as the king, I can protect you. Faith allowed you to believe that as the king, if you fall short, I can provide for you. And as the king, if, if anything goes wrong, faith allows you to believe that I can prepare a plan to make sure that my people are good. You see, the people hearing these words from day one would have resonated with, oh, this king-like flow is coming from the God who created all things. And so if my faithfulness 
is understood. All other things will begin to fall in line. And so we get to see that he's communicating clearly steadfast faithfulness is is the hallmark, is a key component of what it means for him to move and operate in a kingly fashion. Continue with me because I want you to see some some other verses that will bring that forth. In verse five, it says, let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord. Your faithfulness is in the assembly of the holy ones. Verse eight, O Lord, God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. Verse 11, the heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. And verse 14, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. There's a, uh, a commentator whose name is Sachs that kind of breaks down the, the, the word faithfulness because like faithfulness, there's not really a word for it in, in, in our language from what the Hebrew language is. You know, like, like sometimes um, somebody, you ask somebody a question and they give you an answer like, uh, well, is uh, really a word like no, not at all. But we understand it because it flows from like the real term that someone should be using, which is I don't know or I'm not sure. or I don't understand, you know, but we but but it flows from that. Well, in the Hebrew language, uh, faithfulness cannot just be captured in one word in in our in our American English language, but it carries forth. The concept of strength, of support, or holding up. Strength, support, or holding up. In the physical sense, it was used when you're describing like a, a pillar that provided support for doors. And if you know, back in those days, you had uh, uh, homes being built out of clay and out of mud and out of a variety of materials, but the pillars were strong spots within the home. And even at times today, like they'll say, hey, if you, depending on what type of house you have, if you're in a certain area that has, has um, uh, uh, you know, um, tornadoes and things of that nature, high winds, if something's going crazy, you get, get in, the, in the doorway. Like th- those are strong, solid, and reinforced pillars. So the faithfulness is a pillar, a strength, a support in which God is using to communicate his kingship, his kingly power, his royal authority. And so we get this this beautiful image of the people of God being held up by God's faithfulness, being supported by God's Faithfulness. Faithfulness. It's one of those things that we we need right now. We need a bit of support. We need a bit of encouragement. We need to be held up. It's interesting that uh, uh, some of the verses continue on because faithfulness is one of those things that like, 
to me, faithfulness is this like obscure term that's kind of like like infomercials. You know how like when you watch an infomercial on TV and and on TV, it looks good. Hey, if you buy this thing, you can paint your house in one day. Or, hey, if you buy this 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 sandwich maker, it'll take the bread and take the bologna and do it like 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 a shuffling and it'll make 50 sandwiches in 20 seconds. You know what I'm saying? It's like infomercials seem perfect for everyone else. But then when you get it home, it doesn't quite fit for your situation. Well, faithfulness is not like that. Faithfulness is is something because we are people that are human and we've seen so much pain and so many people let us down and we've questioned so many people because of the hurt that they've caused. Sometimes it's tough for us to imagine and really see what faithfulness is. And so I want to want to allow the text to communicate a few aspects of faithfulness so you understand it. In this text. It continued on by telling us about, first, God's faithfulness to David as an example. It gave us an understanding of of faithfulness to David. God said in 2 Samuel 7, verses 9 through 13, he said, uh, I've been with you wherever you went and have cut off all your enemies before you. Faithfulness. I'll make you great faithfulness. Like the name of the great ones of the earth, I will appoint a place for my people, Israel, and I will plant them, faithfulness, so that they may dwell in their own place and be disturbed no more, faithfulness. And violent men shall afflict them no more from the time that I appointed judges over my people, Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies, faithfulness. When your days are are fulfilled, you will lie down with your fathers and I will raise up your offspring who shall come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. Faithfulness. So you get the the general concept, faithfulness being a pillar, strong, supporting, having our back, being there for us, something that we can depend, rely on and believe in, God's faithfulness to us. Then we see what it looks like for David. These are promises that God made for God's for a man who had a heart after God. And so that's why you see back in this Psalm 89 verses 21 through 25. God saying so that my hand shall be established with him. My arm shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him. The wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him. And in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. Wouldn't you love that to be said about you? You love to to know that God's got your back like that. That God would make a, a promise which seems big to us, but it's really just God speaking. Because when he, what he says he says, what he says he will do, he does. But you and I, we, we need to understand faithfulness for us. Because you and I are not David. Those are some beautiful things and a great example. And sometimes you need an example just to know that you can go out and do it. 
You know, I, I remember the first time I dunked, I couldn't believe it, but that's because I kept getting dunked on and seeing other people do it and other people do it and other people do it. And then somehow somebody lifted me up a little bit more and I was able to do my thing. Like sometimes you needed an example of what faithfulness looks like. But then God's word is replete with beautiful promises for us. I'm going to give you a few of them. God's promises for us today. Some things that you can know that he is faithful to do. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 29. This king is faithful. He says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For your souls. I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty active, as y'all know. Uh, I, I, I am naturally like a person that likes to be involved in a lot of things. I like to juggle a lot of balls. And so when we started uh, the sabbatical time, uh, I tried to like pull back and not be involved in a lot of things, but I still found myself like, hey, let's go play soccer. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. I still was like really engaged. And though I had like physical time to rest, I filled it with a lot of like uh, good things. I needed to have time with my family, just sit and have well, I was going to say uninterrupted conversations. Not true. We got too many kids. But longer conversations with my wife. Um, I, I did some things where, where I felt like my body was able to rest. But even in filling my time with people that I love, I, I almost didn't put as much focus on making sure I had that time with the Lord that was just as sacred. So I found myself at a, at, a, at a certain point like I'm physically rested, but my soul isn't. You know, you know what I'm talking about. How, how sometimes you can wake up for a nap and still be sleepy. Like, 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 like there's still a, a, a rest. And, and, and I, as I drew closer to Christ and spent more time with Christ and did some of the Thing, ways that he's wired me to worship, I felt my soul become at ease. I felt my soul resting. Come to me, all that are labor, heavy laden. You will find rest for your souls. His faithfulness. It's a promise. A promise that only a king can make. Only someone with authority can bring forth. Continue with me in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. He says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Come on, pastor. We're going to go through these basic verses like we got opportunities for you to like knock it home with some off the chain promises. And you're going to give us this stuff we already know. I think right now is a time more than ever where we need the peace of God. Verse seven, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I can take Shauna's name away from it and write in Leon. 
because we have been stretched far, far more than maybe we have ever been stretched in this past year in this political climate, in this racial climate, in this cancel culture climate, in this insensitivity climate, in this so many different things that are seeking to gain us and influence us and have us on its side that I haven't heard many people in the last six months say, this is a season of peace. And so he tells us he is faithful that that when we pray and when we seek him and when we hunger after him, that there's going to be an aspect of his peace that we get a chance to experience. He's faithful to come through. James chapter four, verse seven. Some, some promises for us. And we're not David. I'm you not David. I'm not David. We needed a, a Davidic example. We needed one to, to, to show us what it looks like when God's got your back. So that now that we read this, we know, oh, it, he did it for him. He can do it for me. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He will flee. You have the opportunity not to engage in craziness, right? We have the opportunity to choose Christ by resisting the devil. Make him flee, y'all. God is faithful to give us the strength to do so. Let's submit to it. Each of these are, are, are just some, some examples where we get a chance to see God's beautiful promises, his beautiful example of how his faithfulness is displayed in our lives. And I ask you, what does his faithfulness to you look like? However you would choose to answer that, Know that that whether you understand the beauty of faithfulness, that it is a pillar, a support. It is one that that uh, uh, affirms and and has your back. This kingly, this God who is our king, whether it is your understanding of faithfulness or your understanding of what it looked like for one of God's men, David, or even what it looks like in your own life. If it is a pillar at some point, a pillar gets tested. Whether it be by the ground underneath or what it's holding up, a pillar gets tested. You know, what's interesting about this psalm is uh, Ethan is a singer. He's a, a worshiper, and he he writes this and uh, what commentators say at a time where he's worshiping, but then he's in the midst of drama, of challenge, of seeing all these things that he believes and hopes for. He doesn't see any of them realized. And so he shifts from worshiping this king and saying, can't nothing compare to your steadfast love. Your faithfulness will far outweigh anything. 
he goes from worship and singing that song, singing his jam to this song. Continue with me in chapter 89. Look with me in verse 39. You've renounced the covenant with your servant. You've defiled his crown in the dust. All who pass by plunder him. He's become the scorn of his neighbors. You have exalted the right, in verse 42, you've exalted the right hand of his foes. You've made all of his enemies rejoice, verse 46. How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Verse 49, Lord, where is your steadfast love of old, which by your faithfulness you swore by David? Verse 50, remember, O Lord, how your servants are mocked and how I bear my heart the insult, bear in my heart the insults of the many nations. What has happened? That pillar was tested. That, that faithfulness that, that we believe in, that we know, sometimes that faithfulness is only in our hearts. It doesn't seem to be in our reality. We look around and those that we know we're supposed to be advancing over or having triumph over seems like we are constantly losing and they are constantly winning. And, and, he, and he adds it here, not as if they just win, they make a mockery of us. It's like they trip us while they got us down and just stump us. And Father, where? is your faithfulness. Haven't you felt that way? Haven't you felt that way where you are, you are saying, how long, how long? I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to be honest. Um, I've had to ask that question a lot. And uh, most pastors won't tell you this, but sometimes I, I, as a pastor, wondered, like, am I doing any good? Not because of my, my people, but because when I walk down the street, I, my community is not transformed in the way that I am longing to see it transformed, not so that Matt could be a mega church, not so that we could be balling. We could stay the same 60 people, 80 people, whatever number we got. I don't even know the numbers. We could stay the same, but the neighborhood live in shalom as God would desire. And so some days I walk outside and I, I remember the first fight that I've seen as a person. I remember the very first fight that I saw. I, I, I was in elementary school, and the first fight I saw was between a, a, a husband and wife. And I didn't even know to call that domestic violence. And in our community, I'm still seeing Domestic violence. And I'm saying, Lord, help us. Are, 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 we, are we making a difference? Are we having an impact in the way 
that you long for us to. Father, what's going on here? I'm looking at the, 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 the media. I'm looking at, you know, the last few years and the, the, the painful experiences that have contributed towards the protest that we are having today, the lives lost, that each was a deposit that built to a point of eruption that has happened this year and all of these protests. And then it, it, it takes me back because I'm joining in a legacy specifically of African-American people who've longed to see a different America, not burn down America, not not uh, kill and punish America, but to be treated equally in America. And so I, I, I pull up a couple of pictures. One is a historic picture where you have people saying an end to police brutality now. And notice you see a, a, a mixture even then of people frustrated and those people frustrated were black and white saying enough is enough. I believe this picture was taken in 63. You see the other picture of our, our beautiful sister Edith with a sign that should break our hearts. That we are still protesting racism. Like, 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 Lord, you are faithful. Your faithfulness as the king means that you are going to come through. We believe it. And then we look around. And we understand, Ethan. We understand how he can write this song. We understand how he can go from celebrating, probably singing out and then slowing the beat down. And being a little bit in mourning as he looks around. But I, but I love the power and the magnitude of God's word. Because God's word, like, like I'm, I'm amazed at how its power is, can be small but mightier than anything else. I'm, I'm amazed that, 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 uh, um, you know, I, I have a, a beautiful mother, beautiful grandmother, beautiful sister, uh, beautiful family members and women that have contributed to my life and have helped make me the man that I am. But I can't tell you like how many years of of degrading hip hop influenced the way that I looked at women the way I even spoke of women when I wasn't around those women that I just mentioned. And it's crazy that with all that bad understanding, Eric used to say, uh, uh, stinking thinking, that, that in like a couple of months, God could grab my heart, I could start reading his word, and my whole mind be renewed. It's not like 10 years of bad unhealthy living now has to have 11 years to, to, to get you straight. Like God can just come in there and won't won't in a second. And before you know it, you just thinking better. And of course, we got to do the James thing of fleeing evil and resisting. I'm not saying you just walk in perfect. What I am saying is God can in something small do something mighty. 
And so it's interesting that the last verse here in verse 52, Ethan says something. He says, blessed be the Lord forever. In, in the midst of this situation where drama is happening all around him and he's saying, how long, oh Lord, how long? He recalibrates. Blessed be the Lord forever. Three words, a man and a man. You see, it just as the word faithfulness is derived from support, a, a, a uh, a strengthening and a, an affirming, being steady. The term amen comes from that same root. It is steady. It is you affirming, surely you're saying, I, I agree with, I affirm, I support thee, I support what you have said. It even has the concept of truthfulness. So that when you say something and I say, amen, I'm saying it is true as you say, or as we used to say in the hood, true that. You see, amen is is the recalibration of Ethan, though he looks around and sees all this craziness. It's almost as if he said, blessed be the Lord forever, faithful and faithful. Blessed be the Lord forever, faithfulness and faithfulness. Blessed be the Lord forever. True and true, faithful, blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Blessed be the Lord forever. The one who supports us and supports us and supports us. And for some of us, that support may be all the way until we take our last breath. But he still is faithful. I tell myself that when I walk our streets. He is faithful. I gotta tell myself that when I get into a, an argument again and again and I'm trying to do better and I keep sinning. I got to tell myself that. When I when I plan to do dot, 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 to do all of these things and then I. He is faithful. And he gives me the ability like David, to be a benefactor of his faithfulness. Now the question is, will we delight in it? You know, verse 15 is one that I skipped because part of understanding faithfulness is there's a couple of assumed things. Ethan says, bless are the people who know the festal shout. That's, that's the people who, who know how to sing up joyously unto the Lord, who walk, O Lord, in light of your face. You see, there's something assumed here that, that, that if you are under the king and the king has dominion over you, then you are one of his people. And being one of the king's people, you've got to reflect him. You've got to Move, you've got to submit to his ways. And that's why verse 15 is, is actually a, a, a critical piece here because if, if you've listened to this entire message, but then you want to put your faith in yourself, what, what sense does that make? 
I'm not saying don't persevere, don't believe in yourself, don't don't go for it, don't don't have you know perseverance, things of that nature. But but faith and being able to come through on promises, you don't have that type of control. You don't have that type of ability to guarantee anything. If COVID-19 hasn't shown us anything, it is that we don't have power. All of our systems can be shut down in a blink. And so now the question is, if you don't love Jesus, why would you keep walking in darkness faithless? When this God who loves you and created you for his purpose sent Jesus so that you could be freed from sin, experience joy, experience new life and experience his faithfulness. You would reject that today for what? What is what is the better option? You I can't even think of excuses. So I invite you today, accept Christ into your heart and walk in the light that he provides. But will I have to change? Yeah. But not because Christians come and force you, not because we're going to mandate that you look a certain way. You'll change because you'll begin to love him and the things that he's about. And so he will bring forth the change in your heart, not us. If you are interested in growing in Christ and knowing Christ, I want to ask you to repeat after me. God, I love you. I have sinned against you. I have been in control of my own life. And I want to submit to you. Allow my faith to be in you and you alone and allow me to live and walk in your light. It is in Jesus name I pray. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, first off, we celebrate you and celebrate what the Lord is doing. And we want to welcome you into the family of God. And so please, afterwards, there's going to be a, a, a call where you and I can talk about what it means to grow in Christ and what it means to have a family of folks around you to support you in that. But if you are a, uh, a, 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 a believer that's been walking for some time, my challenge and my call to sanctification for you is this. When the pillars begin to shake, how do you cling to God's faithfulness? I'm not saying that it, you don't experience pain when those pillars shake. I'm not saying you don't experience pain. Uh, I, want, I want to say like worry, doubt, all those things. No, I want his faithfulness to help us through those things. And my question to you is, what does it look like for you to cling to his faithfulness when your pillars are shaken. My prayer is that we would kind of reset through whatever ways of worship we need. Just a simple statement of 
a man and a man helped Ethan. It takes me more than that. But whatever means by which it takes you to hunger and seek the Lord, let him reset you so that your focus isn't as much on the situation, but it's on the faithful one who will get you through that situation. Join me in prayer. Jesus, you are our king. We thank you for working out the technical stuff. More than anything, Lord, we want to see your faithfulness in our lives. We are asking, Lord, how long? And it is not, uh, and you've created us to long for your peace and shalom and things to be right. You've created us to want those things now. So we're not going to give up on that. But also, Lord, you've created us to trust you when it doesn't line up with our timeline. To still trust you because you are faithful. We're grateful for you, Jesus. It's in your name we pray.